That's nice too. That's, the beauty about from the thing I'll compare because it's crazy. I only started trying Buffalo Trace, obviously because like Joe Egan's the one that did it. But I was trying me and my mate Eric. We were trying different types of um, scratches and whiskeys and bourbon. Well, not really bourbons, mm. but we're just trying different drinks and we're trying to figure out which one was the best one. And we're doing and we're realizing we don't need to spend too much money like into into buying a bottle. Like you don't need the more, more, most expensive one. Yeah. Like the expensive expensive doesn't always necessarily mean best. And I was like, what the fuck? Like I we were getting like um oh, I couldn't like expensive bottles like Glen Fenich, um, I think Dimple, like just a nicer versions of what the normal normal drinks are. Yeah. The normal standard Dimple or, or Glen Fenich. And then um <clears throat> I'm gonna the whiskey community is probably gonna murder me if I hit like I'm probably gonna say a couple <laughs> things couple things wrong here as well. But yeah, I realized very quickly. Um, it wasn't you didn't need the expensive stuff because we started trying shivers and I I was always a big fan of shivers so yeah. I didn't it took us a while to get to the shivers because um, it wasn't it wasn't but because I was already a fan of it I wanted to try other things yeah. and my mate Eric was also he, a fan of um, shivers so like, we'll try different things but every now and then we'd try like a limited barrel where it was like um, I think our favourite one I think it was this one I think it was this one um, it was one that was in a um, a cognac cask, mm. so they had let it age. Uh, I think it was a fifteen. I think it was a standard. I think it's standard fifteen or fourteen year one, but um, it was just one year extra really, yeah. and it was in a cognac cask, and there was that was really nice. That was really smooth, and again, I'm a, I like I'm like a dash of coke type of guy, and and he is too. And we, yeah. you know, with that it was just perfect. But yeah, the shivers rain was really good. Like I, I can't. I, I really couldn't fault it. And then, obviously, being a Joe Rogan listener, I heard of um, Buffalo Trace. Mm. I'm like, fucking, you know, let's try Buffalo Trace. We're in Dan Murphy's, couldn't find it. And I was like, of all places you'd think it'd be, it'd be in Dan Murphy's. Yeah, well, Dan Murphy's tend to have pretty much everything. Yeah, you'd both. You, find, you find that. A large majority of the stuff, yeah. So, um, we started, you know, we'd, we weren't necessarily went on a hunt for it, but every time we went somewhere new, we'd look for the bottle. Turns out, right up the road from my house, I've got um the cooler bar, and then you've got right in the same car park, you've got right next to it a bottle shop that's yeah. attached to the um cooler bar. It's like a pub, yeah, like a pub. And um, in the bottle, in the bottle, I'm like, we're looking for different like what we what are we going to drink today? And then we're like, oh, let's see if they've got buffalo chase. We're looking and we see it bang right there in front of us, beautiful bottle of buffalo chase. Take it home. We're fucking excited. We're like, oh, we've been like looking sort of for this bottle for a while. You know, oh, Joe Reagan drinks it. For anyone that's listening, <laughs> massive fan of Joe Reagan. Massive fan, bro. I'm surprised I haven't got a tattoo on his, off his face on my leg or some shit yet. You know, at this point, yeah. I should. <laughs> and um, yeah, so we've, uh, we, we bought the bottle. We're excited. We have a drink. And I, I get it. Like, Wow. Yeah. It, it was just so, so, it was so easy to drink. Yeah. It is so easy to drink. Like, there's none of that, there is that sharpness to it, especially if you drink it straight, of course. But again, that's your Coke, it just goes down so easy. Yeah. Like, and it's not, and like, we're not drinking it for d- drinks. Like, we want a nice drink to drink. It just so happens to be really easy to drink as well. Yeah. But it's like uh, 40% alcohol, I think it was. 
Yeah, yeah. most of the above thing yeah. is saying, I think. Well, yeah. what's well, this that's 45, here? I think I just saw. Yeah, the thing is... It's at the top. Really? Double check it there. Oh, yeah, 45. Yeah, yeah. So the Jack Daniels single barrel, yeah. And, um, but yeah, it's just... It's crazy how light it is. Like, and not light. The, the thing I say is the first drink, essentially... And I'll say this with most, but with this one, it's just, I guess, so syrupy or creamy or caramelly. It's, um, oh, but it's a Scotch bourbon. I realized it was a Scotch bourbon. I think it was a whiskey bourbon. No, a Scotch bourbon. And I was like, Scotch oh, bourbon. yeah, yeah, right? Right. Because yeah. you've got Scotch whiskeys, right? And then you've got, I think, yeah. I think well, Shivers Jack is a Daniels Scotch whiskey. Well, Jack Daniels is a Tennessee oh. whiskey, which is, I think, pretty much, I don't know. I'm just going to, I'm not going to butcher it. Yeah, <laughs> and then you've oh, is it? Yeah, it's just Tennessee whiskey. I just thought oh, it was a bourbon, okay. to be honest. Yeah, well, and then I think it, oh, where was it from? I want to say I want to say it's from Kentucky. I think Kentucky to be a bourbon has to come from Kentucky or something like um, that. I look, yeah, yeah going to something. It's that like wines and stuff have to be. I drink it. Called a specific <laughs> thing. Yeah, it's like specific, like a champagne or something has to come from a certain place. Yeah, it comes well. from champagne. And yeah, champagne, yeah, yeah, like there's all these different things with it. And same with us, uh, alcohol. And I think Scotch has to come from Scotchland or something. Scotchland, Scotland. <laughs> No, no, no there's make, like uh, it's, it's there's something. One of them is made. something like that with with the bourbon scotch whiskey range, but yeah. this scotch bourbon blend is phenomenal. It's li- it's it's liquid gold. I I, I I call it liquid gold. It is fucking amazing. Yeah. And when good uh, segue almost, um, it's perfect when you go camping. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> perfect. Uh. Uh, look, I for me, I like the... Warms you up. Yeah, yeah, I like... I mean, I tend to find myself liking the more expensive things. Mm. That's maybe because I'm becoming older and more refined myself. Yeah. But, like, you know, this... Like, I got this a couple of years ago, and I didn't open it until my birthday this year. Yeah. Cause I so it's it. aged even more. Well, it, it says here it was bottled on... In 2009. Okay. So oh. it's had another extra 10 years. And how long, how aged is it from prior yeah. to that? Yeah, aged so I'm not sure. Nah. Like, but for what it is... In the barrel. It's definitely, like, it's become my new favourite. Yeah. But I, I I don't know. Like, when I look up the price of it, it's, like, between... I think it's, like, 200 and something dollars a bottle for this. So, nice. But, I mean, like, when you look at also... Uh, uh, Buffalo Trace, well, how much is that for a bottle? $60 a bottle, Yeah. which is... Fucking beautiful, I think. Yeah, that's pretty standard. Yeah, price like for a case of beer, you're paying fifty bucks at nowadays. Yeah. Extra ten bucks, you get a beautiful drink. But you know what? You what you said, being a more refined um, drinker and more flavors, a refined person as well. I think I was the just, best way. I'm to not ex- refined. No. I'm, just, I'm, I'm just simply. <laughs> you know what you like. like. No, yeah. but. I would probably say Buffalo Trace is a good, would I say beginner's drink? Mm. I mean, I love it. It's my favorite drink. But, you know, so, but without having my bias to it, I'd say it's probably a good beginner's drink before you start getting into the more refined stuff like like this drink, like the single barrel select Tennessee whiskey by Jack Daniels. Absolutely (laughs) beautiful. It is. It gets better as it gets older. And I love the smokiness. Mm. Like, in in scotches and you know bourbons and whiskies, I I I really I know the answer to what I'm about to uh, to the question I'm about to ask, but I, I but I've forgotten it. 
Um, do you know? Do you, oh no, you know because you kind of said it before, but I can't remember what the difference is between Scotch whiskey uh, and bourbon yeah, is. I, I know look, there is I a difference, it. but I can't remember. Yeah, I, just I know bourbon is for me bottom of like that list because I had bad experiences uh, on bourbon. <laughs> yeah, like getting drunk and shit. I don't know. Some bourbons can be a bit rough, but I mean, like I've also had ridiculously expensive whiskey, and honestly, it was like you could probably start a car on. It was that bad. You know, it's just, yeah, I think okay. it comes down to simply preference and how your flavors are. Like, look, I can't drink beer. Yeah, okay. I'm not a beer guy. Like, I'll have I'll have a beer, but I'd rather drink a whiskey or a scotch or a <sighs> bourbon any day of the week. But then in saying that as well, I can drink vodka, like, endlessly. Yeah, see, for me, it's, um, I'm not a vodka guy. I mean, I can get a cruiser down me like nothing. Like for it, but I mean, that's Lollywood, man. That's, yeah, exactly. that's Lollywood. Like anybody can drink sugar. Like, yeah, exactly. That's what you're drinking, essentially. But it gets you pissed and it tastes good. I mean, I, dude, I hate even saying it because growing up, you say something like, oh, not even, oh, you walk up to a party with a cruiser, you... If you're not getting bashed, oh my god, you're getting yeah. fucking uh, back in ridiculed. The day. Yeah. Uh, like, what yeah. the fuck is this piece of shit? Like, this fucker <laughs> doing with the fucking mind you, yeah, with the with the cruiser over there. Like, shit, That's, they get ridiculed to the yeah, shit. Yeah, especially house. if you're a man with a cruiser back. Yeah, in the day. here we are drinking goon bags as well, right? While this fucking person, I think it's because it would have been just because comes with jealous and shit. Yeah, that's, yeah, my, they, that's my guess. Look, man, you got to be comfortable with your sexuality, I guess. Mm. <laughs> but nowadays, it's actually been more accepted. I've noticed this shift, this cultural shift with when it comes to Aussies drinking, where now, like, you'll see a bunch of blokes drinking cruises together, and it's like... Yeah, what happened? That wasn't normal back then. Like, no. it, it was... But it's, like... If it's you, good because fuck man, I'll say it. It's a good drink, it is, man. It like it's drink. easy to drink. It's yeah. fun. Like if you, you want just down yeah. like a six pack, but it's a drink you just skull. You know, like, yeah. you don't want to. Man, I used to have cruises like, back in the day like, between like heavy drinking. Like if I was drinking a bottle of scotch, it's like oh, I want something sweet, but I still want to keep that buzz going. I'd have a cruiser in the middle. Yeah, you know, kind of clean the palate a bit. Mm. It'd be all right. Oh, back onto the hard stuff. I didn't like it. But look, I've also kind of gone like. I'd rather buy a cheap bottle of bourbon or whiskey or whatever and a, and a bottle of lemonade. Yeah, you know, exactly mix right. That's where I'm at now. Yeah. Like, I was a semi-big beer drink, drinker for until the last couple of years, until the last two years. Like, yeah. I've always had, like, you know, like my scotches, but I think growing up, it was just, I thought it was cheaper and better just to get the beers. And then... And I guess I hard liquor was I tried to stay away from it because growing up you get a bottle of something and you're blacking out that night. You know, yeah. Mean? Like, so I had like a bad relationship with that with uh, hard liquor or liquor. But then uh, growing up, I not and then from shifting from that to drinking beer, you know, I just enjoyed not enjoyed my beers, but it'd be like a hot day. I'd drink it after work, and I wasn't it wasn't like a party thing. I didn't drink to to get pissed. I just yeah. drank to enjoy it. A nice cold beer at the end of a hard day's work. Is oh. And then... Um, Sound like a VB, I just said. Yeah, right. And then <laughs> scotches, um, I would get them every now and then. And just by only getting them now and then as gifts, for example, I wouldn't actually... would be very rare I'd go hunt out like a bottle of something. If it was anything, it'd be shivers as well. Yeah. And then, um, yeah, so my relationship with scotch started to change or hard liquor started to change. I'm not a vodka drinker again, like I said, unless I was like in a cruiser or like I wouldn't... Go uh, out of my I like way. Vodka. Yeah. I find there is some type of It's easier of vodka. to drink. Yeah, it's just yeah. smooth. Like, it look, you can easier. get some that, uh, you know, again, like pure ethanol, and you're like, yeah. fuck, why did I Burning. buy that? 
Like, look, I don't like Smirnoff. I yeah. don't like anything under. This is me personally again. Like anything under the fifty dollar mark, it's like it's not worth it. Yeah, you're looking at least say sixty dollars plus. Really, that's yeah. the good stuff. Like exactly right. And I mean, even then, even you're going yeah, like seventy, eighty, ninety dollars a bottle. That's when you just know it's it's good. Like I don't know. Um, maybe it's a bit like snobby of me to say that, but it's like. If I'm going to mix stuff, though, together, then, yeah, I'll get a bottle of Smirnoff okay. or uh, Noya or whatever it is. You know, I'll get one of the really cheapies because I'm mixing it with, you Something. know, sugars and sweets. and yeah. You know what I mean? Whereas if it's, like, say, a Belvedere, um, which is, like, that's an off-tap vodka for me. Like, that, I can just drink straight. I was going to ask, yeah. Belvedere. Yeah, Belvedere's, honestly, for me, like, in terms of, like, the more known ones, Belvedere's the way to go. Um but again, like there's like gins as well, some type of gins. Again, you're looking at yeah, the I don't like gin, gin, but then and... I've had a good gin before, and I'm like, oh, this yeah. is this is I get it. Yeah, like, I love I love moments where you try something and you know it's not good, but like that's because you've just had the, the shit, like the shit, yeah. the shit experience, oh, shit experiences. You you haven't had, for example, I'll use gin. Like most gins I've had have been like pretty trashy and have not even straight or mixed or whatever. They've just been it's really distinct. Just shit taste. Mm. But then when you have a good one, you're like, oh, okay, I get it. Like, I get it. Like, this is what it's meant to be. Like, this is what people talk about. Yeah. And then you're just chasing that kind of experience of drink again. But, you know, that's the beauty. Like, it's like with me and Scotch, it's like the the relationship changed and finally allowed me to be able to try different things to then find something like Buffalo Trace. Yeah. then every time I have that first sip, I'm just like, Oh God! How? Like, how <laughs> is it? So, and I'm a, I literally, I'm a how. I look yeah. at my Eric. I'm like, how is this possible? Like, this is so good. Like, yeah. Every day, I swear he'd be sick. He's sick of me saying that at this point. Like, I had to try time. it. Like, I think I have had it before, but it was probably mixed with something. Um, I wouldn't have to try it straight. Yeah, I would. I would have had had some. I just fucking ah, drank right. it on Friday. That's all. It's all good, man. Thanks, polished bro. it. I had half and just polished it. Next time, maybe. My bad. Yeah, it's all right. <laughs> <laughs> nah, man. This like, is great. But like you were saying, um, you were trying to segue it, uh, the Buffalo Trace and camping. Keeps you warm. Yeah. And I want to talk to you a bit about your now newfound interest, I guess you could say, in in the great outdoors. Yeah. You know, and, um, you've been sort of, your training for it. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> so, yeah. like, I want you to tell me what's been happening. Well, I call it, uh, yeah, conditioning myself, training to be able to do it properly, to do it right. Cause, um, to do what right? To go, go hunting. Ah, yeah, to go hunting. Cause this man's a killer. Yeah, soon to be <laughs> born killer. No, um, yeah, I want to do it properly. So that was, I came into it, and I'm just a city boy, right? But I always had these ambitions, not ambitions, but I've always wanted to be in the outdoors. I did. I absolutely hate the way we live. Like, I mean, I'm very grateful in a way for it because like, you know, without, you know, having a house over our head and we don't have to worry about getting food, water. I mean, we do, but we don't have to necessarily go hunting for it. We don't have to, you know, we've got plumbing that just turn a tap and we've got the water just there for us. We don't have to walk kilometers or whatever just to go source water, put it in a bucket, 
and then have it for the day, you know, to cook with, to shower with, or any of that stuff. We we live, we all live pretty comfortably here in Australia. Pretty lucky for it. And but it's just to me, it's just not living. Like being so, everyone is stacked on top of each other. Just you know, like it's so hard to find new relationships with people, just friendships and things like that. Unless like you know, you've already built them from scratch because everyone's so weary of everybody. Everyone's looking behind their back. God, I just hate it. It's just, it's, it, it feels, you don't feel free. Yeah. Like, that's not freedom to me. And I don't mean with like the government over you. I just mean like, oh, there's nothing better being out in the bush. Even if, in like, if it's going to be a hot day in the morning when you get that crispiness, you take a nice deep breath and the air is just clean. It smells, it tastes beautiful. Like, it's not just here. It's just, it, to me, it just, I might not notice the chemicals in the air and all that kind of stuff. But it just seems like, uh, just like it's just air. Yeah. But then when you go out into the bush or into the mountains or in just the wilderness or even, even the beach, I guess you could say, if you go up to the coast, up the coast toward between here and Byron or even around there, like you can get some small towns and you go into the beaches there and camp there as well. It's pretty sick. But even whatever beach you go to in the morning, you know it's pretty quiet and you just take that deep breath in and it's just absolutely beautiful. Yeah. Like it, it takes my breath away and having the the deafening silence of absolutely nothing around you is awesome. Like knowing that you're one of the only people for kilometers around you, it's a, it's absolutely dead silent. Or And then like in the afternoon, all you could hear is like the millions of like flying insects just flying around and it, it, it's almost in synchronicity as well. Mm. That's deafening in itself, but then the deafening sound of absolutely nothing is just... At first, it's scary, and then you realize, oh, your ears aren't blocked. You're actually like listening to nothing around you, and it's just, it's awesome. So, and I feel like that's that's living, and I've always wanted to do that. Yeah. And um, I wouldn't say COVID put that into action because I was still working. Like 2020 for me was very fortunately a very good year for me. Mm. Like it was just it was just all around good. Like yeah. everything I, in the from the years before that I'd been working up to, kind of came together in 2020 and then really manifested through 2021. Like it really kind of solidified what I was doing was right kind of after, you know, 2021 I survived and did good and had a great year. And then 2021 was just like really kind of putting it together and like making it a solid thing. Yeah. But that allowed me to um, be like, okay, well, I'm doing good with work. I'm doing good here at home. I've kind of, I've got time here. Like I've, you know, I'm trying to feel, you know, I find that I'm, sitting on the couch doing nothing after work. I'm like, oh, well, maybe I could do something here, like being a bit more productive, being more active. And um, listening to Joe Reagan, of course. <laughs> I've, um, Seems to be a real inspiration. Yeah. Well, yeah. it's just, it's like this, you know, you get to meet, he gets to meet so many people, but then he's just a normal guy in a way. You know what I mean? I mean, he's fucking Joe Reagan, but he's just a normal guy. Yeah. Like he's, he's, he's not, he's, yeah, yeah, he's not, yeah, he's not, like, he's yeah. not like, hyper intelligent but he's speaking to super intelligent people elon musk you you got neil degrasse tyson and holding arguments with them and keeping up with conversations and then making it really easy for some baboon like myself to understand what he's fucking saying and i can keep up with the conversation i'm like what what's yeah. happening here yeah. like and that's why for me i find him so not inspiring but like the podcast so inspiring because i get to have 
almost I almost feel like I'm having conversations with these people. Yeah. And it all started because I, he was so popular and I heard of him and I was just listening to Gary V and listening to his podcasts and then, or what he calls podcasts, they're not really podcasts, but... There's like small snippets. Yeah, they're yeah, just yeah. snippets, but like, it, it's whatever. But he was, he started that, he inspired me a lot actually as well. He's actually the one that gave me, gave me a lot of drive. Now I started listening to Joe Rogan just as filler, just to kind of feel it. Like, he, I think one of the first ones I listened to was he was fucking talking to um Cheech from like Cheech and Chung. I think it was like that or so one like Chong or it was I think it was one of them he had on the show and he had like I was looking for throughout all the podcasts for people that um that I was familiar with. Yeah. Cuz I'm like oh, who the fuck's this scientist? I don't want to listen to a fucking podcast with some scientists like, you know, let's use Neil deGrasse Tyson. I'm like oh fuck this guy. Like who's this guy? I don't want to I don't know. I don't want to listen about space and all this kind of shit. And then, you know, after you listen to the people that you like, I think one of the popular ones was uh, Wiz Khalifa. I listened to his one and then, um, like, because he was a rapper. And then I listened to, like, uh, I, don't, I think Leonardo DiCaprio was on it at one point. Just all these random ones of people that I knew. I think it was Leo. I think it was Leo. I don't know. I'd... Don't quote me on that. Even though I should know this. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, yeah, so then it went from that to listening to those ones to then listening to... A random next one that played but my phone wasn't near me or something so I was forced to listen to this episode with my headphones in because I had wireless headphones and my phone would be in my bag at the time or something like that's sort of the scenario that would have happened I would have been forced to listen to a specific episode mm. and I enjoyed it I was like oh well, hold on what the fuck and then I just started looking for really like it became it kind of like a philosophical thing because like the the conversation that, I, that had happened was very like insightful and I was like oh shit like and it made, made me think about so much I was like I like this yeah. and I'm like this was like it was I thought it would have been something challenging to keep up with in this conversation it just became like oh no I get this and it, it made me ask a lot more questions and so I started looking for them so then I went about three years back and said alright I'm going to play from here I'm just going to catch up and then I've caught I'm completely up to date with like three years ago Joe Rogan to now Sure. And my God, have I like just my vocabulary in itself and the way I look at the world has changed completely, mm. completely. And that's and part of that, like me going like starting this whole like hunting experience is a byproduct of that. So I wasn't happy with what how we were doing things, you know, how you know, we got with factory farm food that that was like that was a big one and this one's almost straight out of joe reagan's book but i had also been battling this kind of kind of decision for you oh, almost ever since high school really like should i be vegetarian but i'm like oh, i fucking love meat and i'm like the cow it's already dead like i don't want to like waste that meat where i could yeah. be eating it you know what i mean i was like oh, it's just a, I'm, I'm a meat eater i'm used to it you know yeah. what i mean I, like the idea of going vegetarian or, or vegan it just came out of sort of guilt that I was you know some childhood guilt that I had from killing animals or something like that like mm. seeing animals being killed so then I realistically thought okay look how could I do this and then bow hunting and Joe Reagan there was this kind of three month sting where he had a lot of bow hunters on yeah from, one from Australia two yeah. from America him. Adam Green Cameron Haynes. Yes, Cameron Haynes and John Dudley. Yeah. And then you've even got um, an MMA um, mixed martial artist from UFC. Um, 
oh gosh, Chad uh, Chad Mendes. Uh, I wouldn't I think know. it's Chad Mendes. He's a very popular um, bow hunter now, bow hunter now uh, as well. And I was like, he, I heard him talk about it before, and he, I had talking about how disciplined you need to be, and this and that. And he also had David Gogg, David Goggins. David Goggins, Brandon Goggins, no, David Goggins. Yeah, David. He's just on another level of like, yeah, not just inspiring, but just motivate. I'm yeah, like, that man will get that? you out of the morning. He'll get you up in the morning for sure. Wow, that's for sure. And then Jocko Willick as well, another army, yeah. he's an army guy. Yeah. Anyway, all machines, like these guys. And something that made, that clicked into me is when they all at some point mentioned, all of them, all of them had mentioned at some point that they don't want to do it. They have to do it. In order to get to the positions that they're in, they had to do it. They, no one wants to get up at four o'clock in the morning to go for a run before work and then come home, get ready for work, do get the kids up, get them ready, then take them to school, then go to work, come back home, do it all again. Yeah. No one wants to do that. Like, that's crazy. Like, yeah. no one wants to do that, but you accept that that's what you need to do. And then if you want, in order to get, if you want to, you know, if be, they'll use, Goggins and his example. He, if you want to be that, be that kind of guy. Um, if you, if that's what you want, you have to sort. Of, not only do you have to do it, you eventually kind of that becomes what you want. Yeah. Like you have to want to get up in the morning. Yes, but that's not like no one wants to do that. What you want to do is become that machine at the end of the at the end of the journey. Yeah. But what you have to do is get up every morning and fucking go for that run. Yeah. And so this whole bow hunting thing, I was. And what I noticed is there's a lot of discipline involved. And in my life, it's very sporadic. I'm very creative, like sporadic. I bounce from one thing to, to another. And I'm, like I needed some sort of structure in my life. I need, like I've got too many ideas going all at the same time. And I don't know if you could tell from this conversation how many times I've bounced to other things and sort of brought them back. Yeah, into you the- <laughs> come around in a full circle I've somehow. I've like three um, times. I'm like, what? You gotta come yeah, back. Come at least back. you can bring yourself back. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Because we were meant to talk about this on the last podcast we did, which was my last podcast we did. Yeah. And but we didn't get around to it. We were just talking smack for like two hours or whatever <laughs> it was. But now we actually get to talk about your passion. Yeah. And the desire to do bow hunting because you've been on one bow hunt now. One hunt and a couple camps just to kind of feel it out, just to yeah. see you know, because I wanted to get the camping done. I'll get used to the camping side of it. And I thought that would, well, it was like, I thought that was going to be the easiest part, but to then actually go learn to stalk and to hunt and to kind of, you know, pick the wind and learn all these little things that you know about, but you won't actually know until you're out there in the bush. Yeah. Um, and I incorporated some of, a lot of my, when I go camping, I try to do a lot of like tracking and looking for game trails and things like that. So that when I do go hunting, I'm not just starting on like a blank slate. I've got some, experience yeah, and I, you're just uh, starting up now the the journey i guess yeah of all this which is i mean i'm look i'm i won't be a good hunter even if i tried i've always wanted to get like you know game meat in in that sort of sense i, I i'm i'm with you when it comes to the debate of you know ethical oh. farming and all this other stuff it's like there's i mean ethical meat factory farming stuff like that like I think most people would, if they had a choice, if they weren't ignorant, they would choose, of course, I want my meat to be roaming free, happy, and then, you know, it's done. You know, get the meat from that source rather than, you know, 10,000 cows getting slaughtered in one building, you know. Yeah. You know, 
it's to know that that animal's had a good life in a sense. I think that's kind of what it is for me. It's also like I find game meat to be better tasting. Yeah, that's nice. me personally. Like I've had game meat before, and it's sort of like I'd rather game meat. Yeah, hundred percent. Thing we want a nice A five Australian wagyu melt in your mouth. Mm. So hugging well. Yeah, of course. Like, look, but but that's like on the extreme level of delicacy. Like, yeah, it's a delicacy. Exactly. But like everyday meat, burger meat, you know, steak on the town, the plate, man. Yeah, game meat's pretty damn. Good. Yeah, man. Like, I, I prefer it. It's, just, it's. I don't know. That's me as well. Like, yeah. I, I do prefer that in many ways. But like, again, like a good steak, you know, good cow, whatever. Yeah, it's all like. Look, I'm a meat guy. I mean, eat meat all the time. Like, shit, man. I ate probably like three kilos of meat yesterday. Mm. Yeah, whatever. But um, like if I had a choice, obviously I would rather go to the ethical side, which is yeah. why I like you know we're friends. You hunt something, give me say, something. Yeah, I'll give you fucking. Yeah, you better fucking give me something. Man. Man. I can't. I don't think I have a <laughs> like my freezer's big, and I think I can fit a deer in it. But I'm like, but I, that's a lot I, of I, I've got to share, man. Like yeah. that's <clears throat> that's the sick thing about it. I get to go hunting. Get my own meat and be like, dude, don't you worry, I got meat for you. And yeah. be like, have some of my meat that I got and butchered and did all this on my own. Like yeah. that feeling, oh, I can't imagine how good it will be. Just be like I did that. Like yeah. I got that meat. Oh, like, be hectic. Like that's, I like that. Like I, I like that. It's also, I mean, like, look, people argue about this all the time. Like, Is it really ethical? I think it's more ethical. Oh yeah. Especially if you find the right, like, if. If it's that season and they're like breeding like crazy, you're doing them a favor. Yeah. You know, and it's a circle of life. Yeah. At the end of the day, it's a circle of life. And it's not factory farming like we see it now. Like, you know, we're breeding these animals to kill them. These are animals that are just roaming and we eat meat. Well, see, the way way I see it is I love how, for example, like um, ancient cultures, like Aboriginal cultures or Native American culture, how they. Work with the land. They only take with what they need. Don't get me wrong. There was some like, who were the buffalo chasers? Where they chased buffaloes off the side of cliffs and oh, hundreds of thousands would die I'm in not, one one go. Sure. When really they only needed one buffalo. It was just easier to do it. It was obviously. I mean, and don't get me wrong. Especially back then, they wouldn't have known any better. But I mean, part I'm trying to make is, even they were still more in touch with you know taking what you need off the land and not over overdoing it and giving back to it and all that kind of stuff. And um, that's what I love about hunters. Like, well, you look at the factory farming and it's like not only the ethical part, but it's just like we don't need that much. Like we don't need to. We, need, we don't need why. Like it's crazy that we've gotten to a point where we need to like hold pens for, full of thousands of cows stressed to the shit mm. and the only life is ever going to be eating waking up eating waking up eating waking up dying bang like it's just such a shit life and it's just you yeah i don't know i feel bad being part of that and when i got into the whole body and like none of anything me getting that meat and giving you that meat wouldn't come back to what i was saying before wouldn't be without the discipline that you need for it because yeah. the discipline you need not to just get a to get the animal killed, but you want to do an ethical shot. Yeah. Like the guilt that would come from you getting an animal in the ass. Now that animal's weak. Now other, let's say, let's say in America. I mean, uh, not Australia. I get a deer in the leg. It's got like a limping leg. It's tearing muscle apart or whatever. 
then it can't it can't run as fast, can't walk as fast. It's tracking blood that um, that uh, wild dogs can now smell. It's going to die a lot easier. Don't get me wrong, dogs are still killed with a D or try to kill D regardless. But now it's just going to suffer and have less of a chance, and just it's or it's got like a main artery and it's, it's going to bleed out on its own. It's just a bad feeling. But yeah, so. Ethical shot doesn't mean hitting it in the head because it's not going to die instantly. No, you know? like it's, it's, yeah, it's hard. Yeah, it's hard to get an animal's brain. It's quite small. When you compare it to its lungs, with the vital organ, if you get it, its lungs, it's, it's massive, man. You'd be surprised. Like literally, like that big. Yeah. It's as big as its head, almost. I'm pretty sure it is as big as its head. And then you've got the heart in between the two lungs as well. And that's part. I mean, different D's anatomy is a little bit different, but they pretty much all the same behind the front, like sort of. Where the front leg is, above where the joint, um, that's you pretty much going to get lung every every single time. Yeah. And that's where you want to go. You hit that about thirty seconds, I'd say. On let's say average worst case scenario, average one minute. That animal, most of the time, has no idea what's happened. It's just because you want to get it with a good poundage bow. I'm talking about bow hunting with the gun. That's even more ethical. If yeah. you ask me, and especially if you if you miss, at least you've got a chance to get it a second time. Yeah. But I'm speaking in just so everyone understands in in terms of like being a bow hunter. So most times you want to get it with a high poundage bow so that it goes straight through them. I like to I like the idea of getting a clear straight through kebab shot where you get two lungs and a heart on the one go. That thing that is the best way, the best way that animals yeah, ever going to die. Wouldn't even know what Won't die of inf- like on. The way it would naturally die would be wild dogs tearing it apart while it's alive, um, infection from a cut, from another fight, from another buck. If, I mean, I've seen recently a video of a, <laughs> that was gnarly, a video of um, two, uh, no, sorry, of a buck walking past with another buck's head, yeah. walking around the oh. face to face, but it's just the head because they've gotten entangled in the fight. The the antlers have just intertwined and gotten stuck, and he's I've seen that torn. The head of another buck. Is that on Nature is Metal? Yes. Yeah, yeah. Yes. Nature is Metal is a fucking sick Instagram. And um, I recommend yeah, it to so everybody. Sorry, Goanna eating alive a pregnant baby. No, 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 no. A, a deer that is giving birth is eating at its stomach to get to the D, the baby D, but then she's giving birth, so he stops eating the baby, uh, the mother D alive, goes to its ass, eats the ba- uh, the dough or the, the baby D, whatever, as it's coming out of like, while its mother's giving Jeez. birth, eats it, and then goes back to eating the mum. I'm like, oh my god, that is so gnarly. Yeah, like man. that's nature for you, yeah, right? Man, so that's na- like that's how nine out of ten nature times- is. Far worse than people imagine. <laughs> people think nature, man. man. They go, oh, it's beautiful, birds, bees, you know, this and that. It is gruesome business. Like, how do you think these fucking animals survive? Yeah. Like, it's survival like, of the fittest, man. It, it really is. It's survival Ooh, of the fittest. Like, just remembering that is so gnarly. My yeah. stomach's twisting a little bit. Yeah, man. I couldn't believe what I was watching. I was like, this is yeah, so... Man. I've seen, like... Crocodiles do like you know tear things apart, but because it's so vicious and it's you know it's like in a big of an eye. This was just oh, so yeah. bad. Opportunistic animals, man. That's the whole thing. That's that's nature for you in a nutshell, right mm-hmm. there. Though it's all opportunistic. It's you know they're gonna kill. It's either kill or be killed in many ways. 
you know, mating season, it's no holds bar violence for a lot of animals. And things that people were like, oh, look at these cute, like, you know, like, for example, uh, is it, mo- yeah, moose. They kill people all the time. People think they're just these massive, like, sort of, you know, wintry like creatures. Yeah. But they're, mate, they're two meters tall. They'll fuck you up. Mm-hmm. Especially in mating, mating season. Those, they've got their, what do they call their antlers or whatever. Yeah. Man, they're, they're, they're not, they're there as a display of, like, Hey, I'm here to yeah. fucking... I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to fuck yeah. shit up today. That's what I'm, you know. Do you know they get shed their antlers yeah, every the year? Felt, yeah, the felt comes Yeah, yeah most, they, most winter animals do that, yeah. Yeah, they um, come into velvet and then they grow. That, when I found that out, I was completely like, oh. Yeah, no. My, that my blew my mind. Had, yeah, my old man had some stories about, like, moose. Because, uh, like, growing up in Sweden, you know, there are plenty there. Yeah. But yeah, man, like people would hit them all the time with their cars. And the the moose would be fine, but the car would be fucked. You know? Man. They've got elk in New Zealand. Oh, I thought it was only I only was only ever gonna be able to go to America to find out. I find out um Don't we have elk here? America's no, we got red deer. We got red oh, deer. deer. I think it's the biggest it's a it, elk's just another deer kind of species. Same as like moose. They're yeah. all they're all oh, shit, I'm yeah, moose is butchered sweet. for that. Moose is massive. Moose is, I know what I know what moose. Yeah. Moose is fucking tall, lanky, massive, yeah, yeah, yeah. slow but strong beast. Yeah, like they're, they're I, I want one moose head. Like and now, now, now before people start going crazy, yes, okay. So you've got the whole getting the meat side of it. Then you've got like the proud kind of hunter, and then the you've just side. got your trophy hunter side. Um. I can well, be both. Not both. I both? So if I want to go on a mad hunt and it's specifically, you know, for trophy, mm. I will probably kill less deer. I will probably kill a lot less than it was for just going for me, in a way. Yeah. I tell you, because I will spend a lot of time looking. This is this is how I'm going to do it. I'm not going to speak for hunters. This is how I do it. I mean, I put in a lot of time just trying to figure out how to do everything properly before I could have easily gone hunting by now, like very easily. I could have just got my eye license, being good at shooting the bow, and I would be already there taking attempts on animals' lives. But I'm doing it properly. I'm not just not just a- learning how to aim properly and how to track an animal. I'm learning I'm like to put weight on my back. Every day at work, I've got a my bag weighs 15 kilos because I've added an extra five kilos of weight on it by adding two 2.5 kilo weight plates to the bag, to just my everyday work bag. So now every day I walk, because I catch the public transport to and from work, like 20 minutes in the morning from like, I go to the client's house, but from the train station or bus stop, I walk to the client's house. Normally it's an average about 20 minutes, depending where I go. If it's any further than that, I'll just um, get the bus or some shit from the station. But so yeah, I've, I'm conditioning my body, my legs, but also kind of get used to the weight. Um, on Friday, I got a 20 kilo weight vest, just so I can walk around with it and just get used to carrying... You know, that's quite small, but I can. I think it goes up to 40, I think it's 40, 50 kilos. So and I'm trying to condition myself so that I can pack that meat out and take it out and use that animal properly. Because you're talking about a couple of hundred kilos of meat. Yeah, exactly right. It's no fucking easy feat. Yeah. yeah. By yourself, it's a lot of meat on one animal. I probably have to do it twice, do two chips if I, you know, I'm out of my own and whatnot. 
Um, and it's, yeah, no easy feat. You've got, yeah, from the mountains, up in you, the hills. When you go hunting, like, I mean, I know you've only done it once, but like, yeah. from what you know, because I don't know shit yeah, about Yeah, I've hunting. dived completely into yeah, it. Man. I, I didn't know. even know what a camp was. <laughs> like, I knew you could go camping and what, kind of what a camp was, but I'm like, when you go solo hunting, like, what's a camp? Like, where do you, where do you camp? Like, you know what I mean? Yeah. I was so... But city you, boy, like I'm such to, a city boy. But you have to bring everything with you. I would assume you have to bring eskies, eyes. Yeah, so, you know. I mean, it does depend on the type of camp you're going on. I mean, the type of hunt you're going on. You can set up, you can drive up to a place, go forward driving, find a place good enough, and then just set up around the car, for example, and just get your awnings out and set, get, set up camp around the cars, and then, the go, cars, from and then there. go from there. Then you could do that. And what then, would be like your radius if you as far as you can like go. like let's just say you now what would be your radius from your camp how far out would you travel i wouldn't hunt? think of it in case i would think of it in uh, so the way i see how you hunt there's no real sh structure to it you find a trail you find a track and you kind of follow it and you go where it goes yeah so the way I see it is if I was to go, if I was to set up camp, right, that's the night before, I don't go camp hunting that day, you know, let's say I'm just unwinding from a big drive, set up camp, unwind, have a, have a scratch, talk shit with the, whoever I'm with, and whatever, get prepared for the next day. Next day we leave like an hour before sunrise, and we just start, you know, kind of listening for any croaks or any, 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 any sign or anything like that. Sun comes out and you're just, you can spot and stalk, where like, you know, you can go up on a mountain, get binoculars out and look for out in the distance for any deer and then whatever, or you can just kind of um just go start looking for tracks and then you see one and you kind of start following it and trying to get ahead or trying to get that that's the kind of hunting I love to do. Following tracks, finding tracks, looking for tracks. But you wanna make sure there's deer there, so that's why going with the binoculars is good. But I like I just like to go to a spot that I've been mentioned and you do your own little bit of research talk to people whatever there's d here okay cool you go looking for tracks game trails and you find them and you start following that and then um yeah you, you just try it it's, it becomes a game you try to outsmart the animal yeah um but sorry where was what was the like so from where you camp like yeah, so, sorry, where so, you camp... so you get lost i will go about six so if i leave at six in the morning i would go i would time i would so I wouldn't start thinking about coming back till about two to four o'clock because I'm the walk in and out of out of camp, but like into the hunt would be a lot slower. Is a lot slower because you're you're listening for everything, you're looking for things, you don't want to be spotted yourself because you don't know if some if like something's there and it's spotted you now it's fucking off because you know they've seen you. So you're walking a lot slower and you're being a lot cautious about it. So I would go easy. By lunchtime, you have like an hour's break because around midday, these mostly they go, they have like a couple hours sleep, and then about two o'clock, back, back, they're back in business. Um, so yeah, I probably wouldn't start thinking about leaving till about two to four o'clock, and start heading back. But you know, live with a bit more pace. But again, that goes back to having the right equipment. You want to, if you can't read a map properly or a compass, you really want to have, make sure you've got a good GPS. Yeah, you've got to you. know your orienteering pretty well. Yeah. So me, I'm fortunate enough. I got this um, Garmin watch, which um, is really fucking cool. I know with my phone, you can download the New South Wales DPI department. It's like for, like for hunting and agriculture and all that kind of stuff. 
can't remember exactly what it is right now going blank but they've got an app a hunting app but you have to put your like gun DPI registration number and all this kind of shit yeah you gotta yeah. register for it yeah but then you download the maps and it works without internet yeah and I was like oh, okay but I haven't I haven't gone through the process of getting my license or anything yet because for me I want that to be my last step I want to be like okay I can take a net like I'm up to the last bit of my kind of mental and physical training where I'm just actually trying to use weight and get used to the weight. Yeah. Anyway, so um, this, yeah, so this uh, Garmin watch connects to an app, its own app through um, through my phone and I don't need any internet. I just need to have this Bluetooth connection to my phone and my app. I can set camp, get lost for six hours, eight hours, and then be like, okay, I want to get back home, get my phone out, connected to bluetooth it knows where i the phone knows where i am because it's the the watch is working through satellites it's got a satellite gps yeah and then it because of the um, connection it has to the phone it shows you pinpoints where you are on the phone and i've got every map in australia downloaded to the app as well so i went camping at in at, at noon's um like two weeks ago and I tried it. I'm like, all right, this is a perfect place where I can actually try it. There's no phone reception. There's no internet reception, nothing. Let's go out in the bush. We decided to go, mind you, drunk in the bush at three o'clock in the morning. We went up half, three quarters up a mountain and then we're like, okay, well, probably should turn around now. Turned back around and my phone was working the entire time. Oh, wow. And like it was working and then it mapped, it even shows you where you went for the day. And if you want to go back, it can either take a shortcut or you can go the same way that you that you went but you know if you want if it's like let's say say daylight savings it's about five six o'clock you know seven eight o'clock it's about to get dark and you've got like a two hour trek you're just gonna want to use the shortcut and it'll show you the quickest way yeah. to get back home but uh yeah it's freaking oh, back to base so yeah but, uh, no it is sick so but yeah, you want to have your bearings so i'd grab a couple of hours out i, I wouldn't think of it in kilometers or anything like that yeah because you got to walk slowly yeah stuff, you know so. yeah. but going on the on your way back home you still want to be weary that you don't spook anything out of the area yeah but um yeah you, you walk a little bit faster when um you're heading back to base well, we're like i mean i don't know this is giving away Camp. secrets but like where I I remember coming back from Wollongong one night and seeing heaps of deer like on the side of the road just hanging around but like where would you go like, I mean you don't have to, I mean I'm, you don't have to say if it's like, this is your the, secret yeah I'll say it like but. this part of the whole hunting experience with me is not just the hunting it's being one with the world and the planet and the environment. The environment is probably the best way to put it. Be one with the environment. Like, I'm more of like a mountain hunter. So I'll go, like, I, I don't even know if you can call it a mountain hunter. I don't know if that's a term being used, but I like to go up, up the mountains and really, you know, I like to, I like it to be a challenge, but not just a challenge, man. The beauty of being in a place like that, where you know not many people... They can go to, but especially now in this day and age, anyone can go anywhere, but mm. not many people will. And the beauty of just being in a place completely, almost untouched by by humans is is awesome. And knowing that there's, it's proper wilderness where there's animals just doing their own thing day by day, not interrupted by people, it's, yeah, it's awesome. But so what, you go like on the other side of, 
I mean, saying the mountains. Location, I'll go Blue Mountains. I can, yeah, Blue Mountains, or you got the much high there? country. Yeah, man. Yeah, bro. Yeah. There's deer. There's deer everywhere in Australia. There's, we've got like five different deer species. Oh, shit. Yeah, this we've got like I'm access deer, this. red deer, mule deer. I think it's... Uh, and I said, yeah, there's about five deer species here in Australia. Well, what about around... But they're not... Like, like what about Australian deer, they've all been introduced. Yeah, yeah. I was gonna say they're not, they're definitely not uh, indigenous to this week. But how many around, say, just in New South Wales? So what? What are the ones that you're looking around in New South Wales? Um, believe, oh gosh, I think it's Axis. Yeah. Mule. Because Axis are pretty big, aren't they? No, Red Deer is the big. Axis is. I think Red Deer's in the top. Is like the third biggest, yeah. third or fourth biggest. Um, I'd have to double check and look it up because I did all that research on knowing what deer I want to get and what where different where to find different type of deers and I've done all that, but I put it on hold for a bit because I'm like, oh, hold on, let me just. I feel like I was fast forwarding a bit, and because I dive into as soon as I said I was gonna once I bought a bow like my own bow, it was like okay, game over. I sp- I've spent like. Including camo, just on myself, about three grand on Jeez. just getting into archery. Man, the you cost is strong, man. It'll cost you half that. But the cost of entry is high. Yeah. But once you you pay once and that's it. Yeah. Because the gear is in at least for hunting is good. Like that's fucking high quality shit. Because at the end that you're trusting your life with it because you're in the wilderness. Like, yeah, well, you're essentially by yourself. Yeah. yeah. So you want to make sure, you know, the jumpers are good, the clothing's good, it's not going to tear on you because it's got caught on a stick or something like that. You know, you're crawling through the, um, through the ground trying with your bow on your back and you go, you know, you want your gear to work and not just tear up and yeah. fall apart on you. But, but I um, guess, but why specifically bow hunting? Because it's hard. Because well, you could do the same my with the whole rifle life, thing. Yeah, but through my whole life, I've looked for the easy way out. Like, again, I'm the laziest person I know. Yeah. So then when I started this whole new journey, when I started my whole life, like, new career and, like, in being a painter and whatnot, I started to paint. But what I said to myself before I even decided this is what I wanted to do, I go, what's the easiest job that I can do? Like, what is the easiest trade that I can do that can, <laughs> that can make money off? I'm like, oh, I did graffiti. I've I've rolled a wall before, like to buff it before. I'm fucking, I can I can paint. I could be a painter. Right, I'll be a painter. Man, for the same amount of effort, I could have been a fucking carpenter. Like, yeah. and I would have been much more happier. But I'm happy. I'm like, I'm okay with painting. Like, I'm I'm good at it, and it's kind of, it's a good base for yeah, me. Yeah, because you had a, like, the the way I know you, you go through passions. Yeah, and that's <laughs> why, like, hearing you talk about hunting, it doesn't sound. Like graffiti. Graffiti, to me, when you were talking about it, sounded more like it was a, it was something that you enjoyed doing and you were rekindling yourself to it. And I like that you were doing that. But now when I hear you talk about bow hunting, it sounds... It's a lifestyle change. Yeah, it, it sounds more yeah. different like than the way you talked about graffiti in our first ever podcast. Yeah. <laughs> you know... And, like, you've gone through in the last, I'd say respectively, the last three years that I've, like, we've been doing this on and off. You know, you've gone through this change. 
and I'm noticing something different in you when you talk about hunting. Like I know you very well. I like to think anyway. But yeah. and the the way I see you talking about hunting, it's now like no, no. This is what I've always wanted to do. Like I've thought about this for a very long time. But you never were like really inspired. But now you are. Because like I mean, scouts that kind of thing always. I thought it was cool, man. Yeah. Like as much as of a nerdy thing that people were like. No, I know, I know people with the cadets yeah. and stuff like that. I thought like it was that. the coolest yeah. shit ever. I'm like, I want to know how to make a fire. I want to be around like the campfire with friends and smoking the marshmallows. They're very practical skills. Sorry, this it, the booze is hitting me. Eh? <laughs> it's real good. It's fucking sweet. But um, yeah, like it, uh, it. These are practical. These are things I think people should learn. Yeah. Like I don't know, like shit on how to start a fire. Like honestly, I don't know anything about camping. I know what I've seen and what I've read about, but to put it in practice, yeah, zero idea. It helps know. when you've got a group. I got a good group of mates who um, they actually they're a good. It was very easy. So I started the whole hunting thing, but then my mates almost simultaneously had really. It started to go camping, but it become more of an interest to me. So I started noticing them do it more. And then we kind of just got together. And we were all like, I mean, we're talking the circle of friends, like mm. the five of us, kind of maybe ten, five to ten of us that are kind of always seeing each other. Yeah, the, there's five of us though who have now formed the Facebook group. And we always go like, we always like, oh, we're going to go camping this weekend. Anybody want to come? Because yeah. like, you know, it's always better with the group. And we always learn from each other. And that's the best part about it because, like, I'm going out there absolutely novice, never been camping before. Like, at least I'm oh, – no, simply I've never been camping before, uh, before, like, last year. Yeah. I, I hadn't even had a swag yeah. up until last year or a tent or anything. Like, maybe I've been camping with, like, a mate's parent or, like, a school excursion. Yeah. But that's over, over 10, 15 years ago. My camping experience was back in high school, really. Yeah, never Ex been, exactly right. Never been outside of that route. Oh, I like the, my other camping experience in my adult life. I had a van mm. and I slept in the back of a van and it was yeah. on a campsite. I would love that. That's oh, yeah, cool. Again, I forgot another experience. Oh. I slept in my car at another place because I couldn't be fucked setting up a tent. Yeah, yeah. You know, and that was for one night. I love it. I love everything that about it. That was in uh, Wadigan's National, National Park. Which one? Wadigan's. Wadigan's? Was that Sub one? Sub North. That? Okay. Um, yeah, I still remember that. We we literally camped on a fire trail. I'm pretty sure it was illegal. I don't know. I, I have that vibe it was illegal, but oh, we man, did it look, anyway. That's the thing. Like, <laughs> yeah, all right. Was, like, I mean, everyone's done it. Yeah, everyone's done Everybody's, it. Everybody's, yeah, you're going to, I mean, shit, I know but people who have camp, camped on, like, like, public beaches and stuff. Too. The way I see it is you can do whatever the fuck you want to do when you go camping there should be no restriction other than like some fire restrictions don't leave your fucking rubbish anywhere like take your rubbish with you yeah. you bring shit you take it out keep it the way it was that's, left yeah that's and like that don't cut down way. fresh trees just yeah. there's dead trees absolutely everywhere use the dead stuff on the start on the floor to make fires yeah really that's it like that's it don't be like, don't be destructive and do whatever the fuck you want. There should be no spot that you shouldn't be able to camp in. But like, I, I understand camping, why. You're supposed to be in the, yeah. So you can't rely on the, um, what's the, not the, the trust. Uh, you can't trust millions of people to do the right thing. But again, just, not millions of people go camping either. It's well, a lot. It's a lot of people that, say, yeah. There are a lot of people that go camping. That's for sure. Well, 2020 changed that. 
Yeah, yeah, because we can't. But that's because problem. people couldn't Ooh. leave the country. Like if you told I people, I can't wait you can't for two leave. years. I can't wait for two fucking years or like three years for things to settle out, settle down a bit, because there is just too many. You can't go anywhere. Ooh. Like you, you have to. Like I don't mind, but I want to go four, six hours deep. Like that past, way past Bathurst. That's where I want to go. Yeah. Like that's. You want to say I want to go way past Bathurst. Yeah. That's where the shit is. You look up in the sky, no light put I mean there was no light position in um in um noons. That was beautiful, but there was the fucking full moon, so we couldn't really see the Milky Way. I was like, fuck. Like that yeah. was the main reason why That's I chose definitely as far as that. Anywhere in the country when you go out past like where there's <sighs> zero light pollution or virtually zero. I, I still remember coming back from Wagga. I was my twenty I was twenty two coming back from Wagga. And I still remember looking up at the sky. We pulled over. It was like two in the morning, coming back. Yeah. We did an all-nighter. It was crazy. But we pulled over on the side of the road and we were having a smoke. We looked up at the sky and we just see the Milky Way. You're like, I feel tiny. Yeah. Yeah. yeah that's all you could think is that I feel tiny. It was it's so well lit. Beautiful, yeah. Yeah, it's an incredible experience to see. Like, like... Looking over the blank sky, it's incredible, man. Like, you just see all the stars and no clouds, just stars, man. It's definitely a sight. And, like, look, I mean, the most I ever get in touch with nature, if you'd ask me, is, like, I go on bushwalks every now and then. That's about it. Like, I do a, you know, two-hour hike yeah. here and there. Yeah. Like, I do it just to get out of the house yeah, and same. something different. The week after I came back from camping, I went straight, I went for a hike because yeah. I was like, I, I need to go back. <laughs> Yeah, like, see, so I, hike, which is just I'm, good. I like going hike. I like going on a bushwalk. I shouldn't say hiking, because to be honest, I, I use an app to find like the easiest. Ones. No, it's, it's hiking, but yeah. You know? So I like, I, I like, I just like going out. It's no, in the no, nature. You know limits. Yeah, you just. I don't like you know. There's other people. I don't like that. You know, I take some food with me. So if I get hungry, thirsty on the way, I can just sort of stop, that's a, that's a have hike. a bit of a picnic. That's exactly what you do. Yeah, and like I think the longest one I've done is like four hours. Nice. And that was a regrettable one. Yeah. Because like I lost my I lost my two hundred dollar headphones on the way. Ah shit. Yeah, it was a it was my uh, it was my birthday present, I think, or Christmas present, something like that. It was it was a gift to me. And I lost it. So not only did it have the, the monetary value, it had the sentimental, sentimental. you know. But like whatever, you know, like shit happens, and I just bought another pair of the exact same. I was honest, though, I shouldn't have been, but you know what? Like, I said, like oh, I lost, I lost yeah. it. And I bought a new pair, the exact same pair. <laughs> but yeah, man. Like at the end of the day, like that was my longest one, and that was in Pennant Hills, somewhere okay. near, to, just over Pennant Hills. Okay. Massive. Uh, uh, I can't remember now, but it's a circle. Like it's just a loop trail. Yeah. But uh, but yeah, it was really good. It was a really good one. And what fucked me up was coming like you walking up this gully, more or less, and then so you walk down into the gully, then up and then down again and then back up. Yeah. So you're f just absolutely roasted by the end, like because they're not small and they're they're pretty like steep climbs. Yeah. So yeah, you kind of I felt that one for sure, but um. 
No, like I, I tend to find the easier ones just to get out and about. Like just that's me. Like that's just about as in touch with nature. Like I hate I hate most things like insects. Can't stand insects, like yeah. bugs, spiders, stuff See, like that. That's part of the reason why I love it because me doing the whole bow hunting and everything came at a time where I needed that discipline in my life. Yeah. Where I needed some sort of structure. And then I started doing things I didn't want to do. Like, I, I don't want to walk around with a fucking 15 kilos on my back. Mm. You know what I mean? Like, ah, oh, like, like, again, who wants to do any of that? So I started doing hard things and putting myself, I mean, I, I thought when I first went hunting, it was uh, camping last year, it was for my mate's birthday. Mm. Uh, I think it was, th- it must have been this year, actually. We were supposed to go last year. I mean, that's when I bought the swag, end of last year, like between October and December. But, um, didn't end up going to a camping trip. I think it was because of the rain yeah. or something. I didn't end up going. I wasn't prepared enough for it. And um, we went for Australia Australia Day. We went for like a four, that weekend we went for a four-day camp. Mm. And um, I thought I was going to be, I was, it was exactly what I expected. But um, I expected to be a little bit more squeamish about everything. And I wasn't. Because I realized I just had to do it. Like, yeah. there's no, I can't escape anything. I can't escape, you know, you want to go barefoot because the sand everywhere. But where we were went in this trip, we went like on the beach. We're pretty much on the beach. You have like, you have to drive up on the beach and you have to need a four wheel drive so that you don't get bogged because yeah. it's like you're on the beach and you have to cross this little crossing. And anyway, we it was a dope spot. Yeah. See, there's a lot of things you can't get away from. And like the bugs and the ants and the, the mosquitoes and absolutely everything. But that, all of that becomes just secondary. You don't even think about it's it. It's a part of the that. adventure. Like, exactly. It's, just, it's yeah. just a part of it. You just cop it. Yeah. Like, look, uh, it's like when I go on my bush. Like, I get it. Like, I understand. Like, I hate it. I hate bugs. I do. I genuinely hate fucking insects. But I also know, like, this is their home. I understand mm. that. And when it's all done and dusted and I've done the walk, it's like, oh, it was a really good walk. You barely regret things like that. Yeah. I... But going into it, like, for example, like, I mean, again, not as much as, it's nothing great to talk about, but like Parramatta uh, Lake, yeah. I walk around that. Yeah. Done that now twice. And, yeah, man, it's just like when you're walking through it and you're just, you know, shit's flying in your face. You're like, fuck. And I hate this trees as well. Yeah. But when it's done, you're like, yeah, all right. Nice. It, was, it was, you know, different to my usual... You know, you you gotta sometimes get out of your comfort zone. Yeah, you have no, you have to. Yeah, you. I'm That's, such a yeah. big um pusher, like a big um advocate yeah. for seeking discomfort. You have to seek discomfort. Yeah, you like do. you don't. It's it's for so many reasons because one, you don't know what it's gonna be like until you do it. Yeah. Like you know what I mean? Like things can be shitty, but then you don't know the beauty that you're gonna find. Maybe at the very time it won't be enjoyable. And I'll give an example to that. You might not enjoy it, but the second it's over, you're like, I don't regret it. Yeah. Um, we mean my mate Eric, we got this this now become ritual. Every time we go camping and there's a lake or any bed of water or anything there, we're gonna go swim in it. Yeah. Regardless of how cold it is. Or how hot it is. Oh, like, like brave, if it's hot. You, know, but, you are brave. Well, we went to um, <laughs> noons and it was fucking freezing. First night got to like minus five. Yeah. Like it was it was probably one degree off snowing. Like yeah. it was so, like 
it was my my swag had completely frozen over. Sure. And like you could see the ice on the ground. We were really close to that fire. Yeah. Oh shit, it was cold. Anyway, the next day, hungover, just fried. We decided around like two, three o'clock to go for a swim. Because it's what we said we do. It's like we like we're gonna swim no matter what. We've done it at college. It's gonna be a ritual. We're gonna do it. Like all right, and we've you know Wim Hof, the breathing yeah. techniques. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I'm into him big time, and I like you know yeah, try Wim to Hof. do myself up. Yeah. Eric goes in, puts his head out very calmly, but you can't you can't feel your feet in this water. It's so cold. Your feet instantly go numb. So. Yeah, that's happening. He goes, does it, and then puts his head out and just walks straight out of the water. I've gone in like three times. I've attempted it three times. I've gone in, got up to like knee high, jumped out, gone back in, gone to waist high, jumped back out, and then got all the way in, put my head down, came out screaming. Like the whole valley would have been able to hear me. Every other camping site would have heard me as well. Um, but there's not a single part of that that I regretted. Yeah. Like it was cold, don't get me wrong, but as soon as I got out of the water, it made me appreciate how warm it was outside. Yeah. <laughs> like, it was nice. Like yeah. I and the freshness that you feel from it is, is awesome. Yeah. And like again, I didn't want to get into the water. I wanted to feel fresh and I wanted to feel like I've, I had done something challenging and hard. But I didn't want to do it. Yeah. But it's like again, doing something I didn't want to do or doing something you don't want to do and then just knowing that you can do it. It's yeah. not just like like a lot of things in life is just everything that's stuck in your head. Yeah, like well, that's you're, just, why you're your own worst enemy. Yeah, yeah that's, it's to get out of my comfort zone. I like, I don't like. I look, there's a reason why it's called the comfort zone. Mm. It's comfortable, but once you start to break out of it and you start to appreciate and to love it, that's a difference. You know, yeah. It's, yeah. it's then about finding that next boundary, it's about breaking through the next level. And like, you know, obviously for my journey of starting Strongman to like now. It's like if I, I look at what I'm doing now, I wouldn't have imagined some of the numbers I'm pulling now, say, five years ago. Fucking man. Yeah. You know. putting like two, three of me over your head. I'm like, what yeah. the fuck you know, are you doing Yeah, that? like it's all about like, Ow. you know, like. It's crazy. Like even like now when I talk to some people, like especially when I have a comp coming up, and I'm like, oh, I don't know if I can do this. And then suddenly it's like, I do it and I make it look easy. And they're like, the fuck are you talking about? Like, <laughs> I, could, I don't know. Like, it's just me. I'm, uh, maybe I'm like overly modest about shit, but it's like, I don't know. Like, I've, I just look back on myself, say, two or three years ago, and I'm like, I wouldn't have done that. But now it's like, oh, it's my warm up. Yeah, I think you need that. Yeah. You and, need to be like that. And I keep. Like I stay humble, but it's like there's a fine line between being humble and being stupid, and I'm kind of on that. Line. I think well, like I think you know, it's you like you're that. humble, it but pushes you dude, to you're an do idiot. It. You can do it. You yeah, know? it's like an, yeah, that, I push myself. It's not good to necessarily doubt yourself, but to have that sort of doubt to then use that as energy to get better. Yeah. Like so, you use that to train and train, even though you know you can do it. You still down yourself, so you keep training and you yeah. keep training for it, and then when you do it, you're like. Like, lately okay. I've been putting up videos on my Instagram of me not succeeding all the time. Yeah. Because I, I don't want, like, look, it's good to highlight your successes. Of course. Like, I mean, I'm not going to, I'm not taking that away from anybody. Like, it's always the best thing to highlight your, uh, your successes. But I'm also putting up some of my failures. Because it's like, 
you got to show the road that you're traveling. It's like not the you're journey. not going to win every time. Yeah, you're going to lose. Losing is a reality. Losing is, and like I always say, like yeah, you know, it wasn't a good session. Blah blah blah. Like you know, I failed this, but it's like oh, but I did this really well. You know, and it's like like the last videos I've done, like I've been suffering through a bit of neck injury from my last comp, uh, like shaking uh, neck and shoulder injury. And like even then, I'm still like, oh yeah, you know, I did. Like even I know when I'm writing it, I'm like, oh yeah, this is me. Like yeah, whatever. But when I read it back to myself, it's like I either sound like a really cocky cunt because like I'm writing like, oh. Yeah, you know, I failed the 170 bench, but I did 160 pretty good. <laughs> like, 160 is fucking yeah, amazing for like, most how, people. Like, he's talking about 160 like it's yeah. nothing. And it's like, you know, but my neck was playing up a bit. It's like, you're still pulling, like, you're still pushing 160, dick, dickhead. Like, even yeah, but it's, when I read it them. back. You're not them and they're not you. Yeah, but it's like, yeah. but when I read it back to myself and I'm like, I sound like this is a... Like a nothing kind of, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like I don't know, like I, I know what it. it means. I've never seen it like, like yeah, because I I'm, I'm your biggest fan as well. I'm always on your, <laughs> I'm always commenting and looking at your videos and sharing them as well. And not once have I thought that. Hmm. I mean, that's because I know you and that's biased, whatever. But no, because again, I <laughs> I sort of pride myself on calling like my mates out, like you know, because again, I, I want to have the relationship where my mates call me out on being an idiot or doing dumb something stupid or doing something right or wrong or whatever it is or acting a certain way. I always want my mates to call me out, so I like to think even if 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 I did think that, I would have called you out on that by now, like for sure. And there's not, and even if I do know you, that's not going to stop me from being like, oh no, dude, that sounded a bit wicked. No, yeah. So not once have I thought it's that. Just I don't know. So again, when I, in your when head I read again. it back, like yeah, when I read it back to myself, like, after I post it and I look back and I'm like, that makes me sound like you know, oh yeah, you know, ten kilos, whatever. Like it's like ten kilos for a lot, some people is a lot. Yeah. For me though, it's like unless I'm jumping a full plate, it's I don't really count it most <laughs> yeah, of the time. Okay. You know, like how much is the plate? How big is the plate? Like, varies, average twenty kilos. Twenty. Like, we we'll just say twenty. Like you got twenty five okay. kilo, but I go by twenties. Like. And even like my coach, like so I'm, to uh, put two twenties, you're going up forty kilos. Yeah, to even it out. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, so so like you got twenty twenty in the bars twenty, so it's sixty kilos, and then you put on so like every twenty kilo or every forty kilos is what I'm like. You know, you could say I'm going up by. When I put ten kilo plates on, I like to think of them as like training plates. <laughs> You know, yeah, like training wheels, yeah, I call them yeah, training yeah. wheels. It's like, it's, it's so, I haven't really reached that number yet, you know. So it's like, so like doing like 160, yeah, that's great. Like 140, oh, yeah, yeah. Like, you know, that's good. 140 is really good. 160, oh, yeah, okay. 170 is like, yeah, so it's, it's not bad. Like, uh, my goal is 180 because that's four plates on each side. When you yeah. get four plates on each side, like, let's face it, like, that's most people deadlift. Yeah. And I'm bench pressing that, you know. <laughs> You kind of, you get a bit of an ego drive on you. Yeah, yeah. But still, uh, it kind of makes sense. Like, you're putting yourself in this spot. Yeah, like, and it goes back to what you, how you thought. Like, oh, yeah, once you're making 160 sound like it was, it's not much. And, like, you know. Yeah, but and it's, it's true a lot. that you didn't get, yeah, the 170. <laughs> the way that you just settled that and the way you have your mentality on it, it's just pushing you to do more and pushing you to do harder. Yeah. Whereas, uh, it, again, it's okay humble. to have that doubt in your in you 
as long as you're using it to to drive you to do better and to do more than what you expect yourself to. Yeah. And which is Look, yeah. I'm nowhere near the strongest guy in the gym. Definitely like, strongest yeah. guy, I know. Well, <laughs> <Shit>. But <laughs> I'll cheers to that. But um yeah, um <laughs> um, but yeah, I'm look. I'm not the strongest guy, and I probably won't say I'm either. I'm not even really the hardest working guy, but I do train that much. I know, and like there are some guys like recently, there has been some amazing athletes I've been like witnessing. Like, there's still one bloke. Uh, I can't remember how old he is, but his name is like Jon Belgrove. Man, what a what a gun of a human being. John. No, Ewan. He's fucking amazing guy. Uh, young fella, powerlifter. You know, okay. squats. I think three hundred, almost three hundred kilos. Yeah, man. And he's like early twenties, I'd say. Yeah, he's insane. He's a junior powerlifter. He's insane. And then, like recently, uh, this Canadian guy. Uh, he trains at uh, with Adonis, and, and okay, he's an yeah, Australian nice. boy. He's he just smashed the Atlas Stone, like two hundred. Okay. Yeah, two hundred thirty-one kilos. I think he did. Atlas oh, Stone. Chaz is back. Oh, no. Oh, my God. My he's back hurts. I want to try and my get him on this hurts. show. Thinking you know, about it. I want to get him on this show and talk to him. Like, I think he's 25. Like, mother, I'm, 20, I'm 31. I'm 31 years old. I've, like, I'm not you, the strength. I'm not strong. But how your Atlas Stone? My, uh, like 120 kilo, man. Come on. It's yeah. still good. Fucking hell. It's... It's not it's where not I wanted to be. It's not 220, but fucking hell, come yeah, on. It's not 231, but it's <laughs> 120, and I'm proud of doing one rep of that. But, you know, I've got a lot of work to do, that's yeah. for sure. And, like... That's the well, discipline as well. Yeah, like, and I know, that's why it's like, when I say things, I'm like, yeah, you know, it's, it's, it is what it is. And people are like, dude, that's more than what anyone else can do. It's like, yeah, but it's not... I look... I, it's this competition in me, you know... And I have, I do have a problem with self sabotage as well. I know that, I'm trying to yeah, overcome that. Here. But it's like the one thing I do look at is like, I don't want to, I, I, I don't want to think of I'm the best in the room. Yeah. Because that is the worst place to be. As soon yeah. as you think you're the best, you become you're complacent. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not the best. I will work hard. I'll do my best to yeah. be that guy. But I will never ever say, yeah, I'm the strongest fucker here. No. Because I, I don't believe that. There's yeah. always somebody stronger than you. And there'll never be that day that I'll, I know I'll be like, oh, I'm the strongest guy. Like, even if I say, even if I got into World's Strongest Man and I won the World's Strongest Man comp, there are guys who are up and coming that are fucking animals. There's people, there's people out there that just won't compete. You know what yeah. I mean? Like, they'd never think that from fucking somewhere in the back mountains of Russia fighting a fucking bear or something. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> like, shit, yeah, those exactly. guys. You don't see them. <laughs> There's probably some strong kind out there that's fucking riding a bear right now. Yeah. You know, like, this is what I'm saying. Like, there's there's somebody out always that's going to be stronger than you. But to get that title, mm. like, when I talk about what's strongest man, like, for, again, like getting out of my comfort zone sort of thing, it's like, I train hard. I do what I can. I, I'm, I'm trying to be a better version of me than I was yesterday. That's yes. what I like to think of it. Yes, right? I always say, yeah, 100%. And 100%. That every time I take 10 steps forward, I seem to take like almost 15 steps back. Mm -hmm. So it's like this constant battle in me. And like as I said, self-sabotage as well. Like just as soon as things get starting to get well, I start to question why things are getting well and then take a step back. Yeah. But like, and I don't want to. It just happens. But like... 
again, when I see these young guys and the determination, and not even young guys, like, I mean, people I've admired my entire life, and they're still pushing forward. It's like, all right, I know I can still do it. You know, like there's a, this one of the world's strongest men. I think he's 50, Shit. 55. Gosh. Yeah, that still gives me hope. Yeah. Oh. But it's, yeah. remember like what, 50 years ago, a 50-year-old back then, just 50 years ago, what, in um, the 1970s, was a dead man. Yeah. Now yeah. you got what, fucking... He was a grandfather by the time he was 50. Yeah. Now you got world's strongest men, competitors... Yeah, like 40, 45, oh, some right. of them, you know. So it's like, it gives me hope. It still gives me hope. Like, I know, like, I have, like, a kind of like a timeline for myself. Mm-hmm. 35, I said, 36 will be the latest. That's for me to get into strongest, world's strongest man. If I haven't reached world's strongest man by then, I think I'll probably take a step back and just train strong man, but... Mm-hmm not compete yeah okay and um but if i hit the world's strongest man i will be happy to get in there but i also know if as soon as i'm in, in there i'll probably be like, ah, i'll do it again yeah so this that could be like another 10 year career for me just to compete in strongman that's the whole you know but i i would be happy right now my mini goal like in the larger scheme of things and to break out of like the normal everyday things as well is to get into that world's strongest man. Yeah. You know, I have like a thousand mini goals to get to that point. But then like when you like, if you say scale it up, it's like the mini goal of the, under the major goal would be, yeah, just to get there. That's it. And there's going to be a lot of, pain discomfort injury i could already foresee it mm. the whole thing is about trying to minimize that for me right now because yeah. like i'm getting injured like almost every day but i just keep doing rehab work rehab just always and you know that's just me trying to push my is body stretching good for how good is stretching i, I stretch every day okay I'll i have gonna, to i I'll wake up in the excuse. morning and i'm doing like small things uh, i gotta do it yeah almost every it. every chance i get because if I also if I sit down for too long in the same spot, I I start to seize up a bit. Yeah, like I can feel it's like my muscles turn into concrete sometimes. Like sometimes I, if I'm lying down I'm like on my back and I try like my if if my chest is like sort of elevated, and then I want to bring my chest down. If you know what I mean, like do that. Yeah, it's like moving concrete. Okay. I can feel all the muscles because I've probably say done a heavy bench session and then suddenly like all my muscles are like, oh, we're, yeah. we're, we're good now. And then you roll over or something you just feel like everything tearing. Oh, okay, yeah, okay. So I I stretch. like And lately for like the last two weeks because of my neck, if I wake up almost like six or seven times in the night just to turn around, I have to stretch my neck. Okay, yeah. You know, and that's a pain in the ass. Fuck. But this is the stuff you... I. It's part of challenging and doing. I say this yeah, thing: Do you have things? Challenge. It's it came recently from Reagan, and I think it was quoted somewhere else. Um, you do hard things in life, and life becomes easy. And that has been like I was before. It was do more today than you did yesterday, or do better today than you did yesterday. Now I've got this new one where it's do hard things in life, and life becomes easy. 
Oh, Mike man, Tyson, it's, man. It's my mantra, man. I'm just walking, doing things. I'm like, dude, how things in life become so easy? Oh, you gotta, Mike Tyson, I think he said it best. He goes, you gotta do, you gotta do the things you hate till you love it. Yeah. Yeah. Pretty much. And that's, honestly, that's me stepping into the gym. I, uh, I hate going to the gym. I just wish I was strong. Yeah. But I go to the gym because it's great. Like, you know, when I hear people say, oh, the endorphins I get from the gym, it's like, I don't think I get that anymore. Honestly, I don't think. I think I... it's more so the, it's just, you're from your body working out, you get the good endorphins. Yeah, but I don't, I don't think I get that anymore. Yeah, Honestly, yeah. I, I look at going to the gym as a job. <laughs> I'm yeah. not even kidding. Like, it's, yeah. it's like. It is. It's like, it is, oh, man, can I call in sick today? See, that's the beauty you know? of it. <laughs> You're your own boss in that sense, but that's the beauty of it. Of not the beauty of it, sorry, sorry. There's this thing I always have said that I didn't give a fuck who you are or what your job is, even if you're like a male stripper or a prostitute or whatever it is that you know men would think is good, right? Like the awesome job, yeah. But, um, I don't give a fuck how good it is. Once it becomes mundane and something you have to do every single fucking day for eight hours a day, I don't care how much money you earn. It's going to be shit. Hmm. It's going, you're going to hate doing it because it's work. No one wants to, no one wants to work. Yeah. Whether it's one hour a day, it's always a choice. Like, fuck, all right, hold on. Let me get on. Like, I'm thinking of somebody that works at home on a laptop for like one hour a day. You know, those makeup, fucking sales gurus where they, oh, I just work one day. I've got bloody uh, uh, drop shipping and it's da, 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 da. I barely work. I work one hour a week or one hour a day and I live my life on the beach and that. I shut the fuck up. But anyway, point is, even that one hour, getting to that one hour is the hardest part for anybody. Like, it's work. No one wants to do work, no matter how good it is. But you just do it. Yeah. Just do it. Get it done. Do hard things. And And that's what going to the gym has. I mean, like, look, I love going to the gym. Don't get me wrong. I'm not saying I hate it. I don't see it as a job. But the way I behave about it sometimes, it's like a job. Yeah. I don't feel always great when I leave the gym because I'm fucked. Like I'm, I don't go like most. Like again, I go to the gym two, three hours plus. Yeah, sometimes four. That's crazy. You know, for some people, that's an entire day of work. Yeah, you know, and it's that's what I mean. Like I, I get, I know the self satisfaction. Yes, I'm getting stronger. I'm one day closer, one training session closer to my goals. Yeah, you know. But yeah, it's just a funny, it's a funny thing when I hear other people talk, they go, yeah, I went to the gym for an hour and I feel amazing. It's like, what'd you do? Did you just do stretching? Because that's all I did. Yeah, I don't know how, like, <laughs> every time, even just then, I'm like, when you said an hour, I'm like, oh my God, like, how the fuck do you do that? Oh, four hours. An hour? Like, so, for no, me, it's my warm so, so, when you said four hours, I was like, yeah. how? Yeah. Like, every time you say, you, you I forget because it's just so, I'm so used to people saying that they've gone for an hour and then yeah. here you are, you're like, four I, hours, I'm like, it takes me, let, let's just say squats. It takes me like half an hour to warm up just for that. Yeah. Before I even start doing the exercise. <laughs> you know, like, so I'm like, my squat warm up, say for example, is like, I'll use the rubber bands, you know, warm up the legs, get the glutes activated, my quads activated, you know, warm up the my lats and stuff like that. Like, you know, trying to get a, like a little bit of a pump. Yeah. You know, so that way the bar isn't just sitting on like, you know, on on my 
you know, just essentially on my spine. It's sitting on muscles. So I warm up and then I'll start doing my warm up sets. So my first set's like an empty bar. I'll probably do, say, a set of 10 squats on an empty bar. Then I'll put 60 kilos on. You know, do that. And then I'll put 100 and then 140. There's so much more to it than yeah. just lifting up a bar. I'll do like two right. sets of like each warm up, you know. Yeah. And then by the time I finally get to my top set, that's the one. That's when it's like, okay, now I can start counting this as a workout. It's my programmed, it's like in the program. <laughs> Everything before that, it's just extra. Wow. It's what you need to do to get to that point. Yeah. And like, you know, when I hear other people go, oh, yeah, it took me like 15 minutes to do squats. It's like, what'd you do? I, I didn't get it. How did it take? It took me like 10 minutes to load the fucking bar. Like, you know what I mean? Like, what yeah. are you talking about? It just blows my mind. And then I remember, I oh, don't know, no, you're like probably doing like 80 kilo max. You know what I mean? Like, I'm doing you know, three times that. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, and I, it's not, I'm not taking that away from anybody. Like, that's the last thing I want is to, Everybody has their own journey when it comes to like, you know, being in the gym. But like when I tell people I'm in the gym for like two, three hours or whatever, and they look at me, oh, that's too long. It's like, yeah, but I'm not doing what you're doing. Yeah. So you don't know what, man, everyone's journey is different. Yeah. Like when people tell me I'm doing something wrong, and I go, how much do you fucking do? Like, you know, I feel yeah. like same. I'm like, yeah. I go, okay, bro. Like, whatever, man. Thanks, but no thanks. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's like, you've got no idea. I can't pump my workout in an hour even if I tried. It's not It's not feasible. Yeah. Like you even, hurt yourself more. Like, even the break times, all of them included, like, you know, the coach, like, you'll put down, like, say, a three-minute break between sets. It's like, even with my break times, all of them, that's like an hour of breaks. You know? Yeah. It's insane. Like... And like, I appreciate that, like, because it's like I need that. I need that time to lower my heart rate so I can, like, you know, get that fatigue out a bit and then go back to doing Yeah, you this. want that rest. Uh, yeah, so that I'm always battery. hitting a peak. Body battery. Yeah, I'm always hitting that peak always. Like, I can complete the exercise at all times. A lot of people don't get that. They don't understand that concept because they're not doing heavy fucking weights. People who are in that culture of things where they understand what you got to do, they understand. Like some people, fuck, they sit down for ten, five, ten minutes before they do the next set. It's ridiculous. Like even I think that's too long. Yeah. You know, for me, it's like I listen to a song, like three minutes between us, like each set. Yeah, yeah, sweet, yeah. You know, that's all right. But like, yeah, I know people who just sit down, like the other day I saw this girl sleeping. Wait, what? <laughs> was asleep at, at the, the gym? gym, yeah. Okay. Between her sets. Like she took like a half an hour break between sets. I was How many like, sets did she have? I don't, I don't know. I wasn't counting. Half it was, an hour it was incredible to watch her sleep. Um, yeah. <laughs> it's like, what are you doing in the gym sleeping? <laughs> Damn. Okay. Yeah. Anyone. Man, it, look, it, this is this is the lifestyle. This is the this is the sacrifice. Some people are tired. They come in, they train, and they go, "Fuck, it, I'm just gonna have a nap." Like, yeah, the people that wake up four or five in the morning, go to work, tra train, go to work, come back, yeah. do it again, go to bed. I'm like, yeah, how man. do you? People do it, man. And this is the thing: once you want to get at it, you get it. That's the well, thing. Well, yeah, I get it now, but yeah, now I get it. Yeah, like I'm starting to. I get it. I I don't accept it, and I don't like it, but I get it.
you and me are both in the same boat, man. We're both the two laziest fucks. Or if, put, if, it, if I really want that moose head in my garage, i got to fucking work for it. Yeah. And like, again, it goes to those two hunters before. You've got your meat hunter and then you've got your trophy hunter. You got hunters that'll just shoot for just for a good set of antlers, and you got hunters that'll do for the meat, and then you got both that'll just. I I, I believe they normally just singled out as if you even if you do one like if you, at all, hunt for like a trophy, then you're just a trophy hunter essentially. Yeah. Because yeah, you have, in America you have to get the meat out. But are you gonna be like one of those ones that people always rant about, like the ones that go to Africa? Like killer. See, I want. Uh, see, it's hard because almost all animals in Africa, there is no wilderness anymore. Essentially, they're all just mm-hmm. high fence preserves. But it's, it's also not like it's imagine imagine going on to like a farmland here in Australia, like or some private property here in Australia. Mm-hmm. It might be fenced off, but you fucking see how big the properties are. Yeah, like you, you you have to spend days I, looking for a deer, right? I, I do remember this thing I was reading about this conservationist guy, and he allowed um, elephant tusks to be removed. Okay. Yeah. Um, ah, to save from poachers. Yeah. From killing them. And yeah. his logic was, is like he didn't kill the the elephants, but he was selling ivory. Yeah. Or ivory products. Which in many countries is illegal. Illegal, yeah. But he was selling them at like exorbitant prices almost. And he got in a bit of trouble for it. But he's like, but he goes, I don't kill the elephants. I just mm. detusk them. Yeah. So, so detusking is, are they just shave them off? Yeah, he goes, whereas a poacher, like an illegal poacher, will come and kill the elephant. Yeah. He's like, I'm only, he goes, yes, I'm taking away the, their way of defending themselves against each other in a way. He's like, you know, particularly when there's like mating season or whatever. He's like, but it's also removing the the thing of poachers. Yeah. It's a massive thing in Africa. Yeah, well, I mean, they just kill They just just kill the The elephants. The white rhino is pretty much extinct. Which one one is extinct? I think it was the white rhino. Yeah, the last one died or something, wasn't it? It was, it was the like white factor in Captain Wild and Wildness in the Wilderness. Yeah, it had like a team of bodyguards around it or some yeah, shit, didn't it? Was, it was yeah. fucked up. Yeah, man. Like, but, but I mean, like, this is what I'm saying. Like, are you going to be one of those? Like, so, or is no, it like, I, I, because they pay, like, I mean, they pay a lot of money to yes. do Yes. Look, see, I don't have any desire to go to Africa and kill an animal there. I want, I do, I do just like, I want to stick to like my. I want to have like one, one big moosty, two elk, and then like two red deer, like the top five deers. Mm. I kind of I want a display of them because they are chat and then like axis deer. I think it's known as like one of the hardest, but they're not like the biggest, but they're hard. So, they? uh, Joe Rogan, I know they were t- about place yes, in Hawaii. Yes, I was. Yes, yes, they've got they've got them here though, though as yeah, well. Yeah, yeah. they're they to be quite difficult to hunt. Yeah. yeah, yeah. They used to like having lions or some shit, panthers or some shit. Panthers, tigers, 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 tigers. Yeah. Um, Siberian tigers, some shit. No, they're from Attack India, them. aren't they? Axis. That's all I remember. That's all India. I. I could be absolutely fucking wrong. I but where are the Mongols from? Mongols. Yeah. Tibet. Tibet. I thought. Oh, not Tibet. 
Mongolia. Mongolia. Okay. Yeah. Oh wow! Yeah. I'm, I'm gonna edit the so, fuck yeah, out of so, that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just, wow. Yeah, yeah, it's me, just to us, it's in minute, the fucking <laughs> uh, one hour thirty. Fucking taking that out. Um, <laughs> it was. Yeah. So no, but I, I, I thought it was around there. They're from around Mongolia. I thought. I thought at least. But yeah, no, you might be right though. You might be India. But the point is, I want. I wouldn't mind one or two there, and then I could go. But like, I say this, you know, stabilize it. I'm going to eat all the meat. I'm, yeah. The skin I'm going to use for clothing or for like, I'm going to keep everything. Yeah. It's not just like, you know, whatever. Like it's just going to go, it's going to go to waste. But I am, I will be seeking out like a trophy buck um, moose, like a, a trophy, a trophy, yeah, trophy moose. And what else? <laughs> a trophy, a trophy moose, moose and um, like a buffalo. I want to get buffalo. Now they've got you go to the Cape York. You can get yourself a nice fucking buffalo there. Yeah. Heaps of thick skin, um, but again, I'm not gonna take. I don't have any desires to go to Africa and hunt there, but I don't want to take it off the table. Yeah, because they do have some fascinating, like antelope. I was going. That's where I was going to yeah, go. Yeah. I was going to say goat, but like no, yeah, the antelopes. The, 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 and like the, the, the zebra, man, like zebras, are, and I, I know this sounds bad. Like it doesn't, it, it's a sort, it's an eternal battle I am facing, uh, debate that I am facing with myself. Why would I want to kill something that I find so beautiful? Like yeah. that's that's a bit of a kind of an internal battle that would I'm you, having with myself. I mean, the balance would be though if you were to hunt something, say that you could eat and get a trophy from. Yeah, I mean, essentially you could do this. Yeah, you do can do that with any animal. Yeah, yeah, you can. Like, I mean. I, yeah, well, if I'm going to get a trophy buck with, you know, big, big antlers, beautiful, like, you know, beautiful skin, scars, whatever it is it's got on it that makes it beautiful, um, I'm still going to use the meat or donate it to, like, local tribes or local whatever or this or that, wherever, depending where I'm at, what the situation is, if I can bring I, the meat back. And, sorry, this is, like, uh, this is a question, but the have you learned how to cut an animal? Like, how to... I I know how to, but I don't. Oh wait, you mean like cord? I know how to. I know there how are to, things you can do, but like yeah. if you cut it the wrong way, you're gonna contaminate the meat and stuff, right? Yeah, so that part I know enough of. So you don't want to, you want to get the guts out without bursting any bladders or anything like that, so that the acid and the bacteria doesn't go into the meat. Yes, you want to be careful of that. That's why also it's important to get the right shot. If you get the lungs, awesome. You get the gut. You've now you know, opened you know the, the, the bladder and the gut. Stomach and acids. Stomach acids is going everywhere. That animal okay. suffering so bad before it dies. You're just like, fuck. But you can't do anything and then with the meat then, can you? You can't do anything with the meat on top of that. So you're yeah. just like fucking just wasted an animal's life. Yeah. But... Um, but where do you learn to do that? Is that, that you really just you learn by doing smaller animals, so you foxes, um, pigs, things like that, cats, yeah. dogs, wild cats, wild dogs. Because I know there's a course around the corner here that does it. Oh really? Yeah. Really? Yeah. There's one not far from here. I think it's a uh, they. I mean they. I think they they do. See, because I was just going to go out with someone who's sort of done it, and then they were going to show me. That's kind of the way I was going yeah, no, to go. But a place if I can, here that does it. I think it was like a hundred and fifty. Don't quote me. I'll have. I'll find you the details. But it's like hundred and fifty bucks. Yeah, because there are places that do private camp, uh, private hunting, 
This is more like commercial Things? butchery yeah, stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no that's, what, like, that's what I expected. Yeah. yeah, yeah. But, but it shows, shows you how to it. cut, like, you know, the, the quarter like, and all that. Yeah, yeah. And then like, fillet the meat yeah, and actually cut, have it all in steaks and minced yeah, and this and, and like that. But you get the full animal and it shows you how to do it. Beautiful. I'm so I've been wanting to do that. Oh, I don't. I don't. I think they just do like um, yeah, nice standards. I think they do lamb. Like that's what they okay. show you. But they yeah, essentially yeah. all animals are more or less the same. Yeah, yeah. No, yeah. no. That's right. You're right. Um, and that's what I said before about these hungs, uh, lungs and heart. It's generally all there are some varying different places, but most of it are all essentially in the yeah. same in the same place. I've been interested because I've been wanting to do Close. that. Like my my family have been looking at doing that because like we want to. As I said, like our entire thing is we want to kind of move away from the standardized going to the shops because you know we do like I'm a, we're a family. My family, we enjoy meat. Yeah, we enjoy a lot of meat. <laughs> it's probably not good for our cholesterol altogether, but you know whatever. You know, it's like and a get on the carnival diet, right? Ah, I did that once. <laughs> yeah, I got food poisoning from it, but mm. um, yeah, That's but that was because I was eating the wrong type of meat too. Like yeah. I was eating. I ate pork one night when well, you're not meant to eat pork apparently. Really? Yeah, so I I looked into I it. Love pork. Yeah, I love pork too, man. Pork's the best. <sighs> pork's king, man. But yeah, I ate pork and I got food poisoning when I was doing it. So like, I think I lost more from the actual food poisoning part than I did. Have you had Iberico ham? Hmm? Have you had that Spanish ham? The Spanish um, leg ham? The no. dry age for X amount of years from a specific pig that only eats acorns in a specific part of Spain. No, I know I, too much about this fucking animal. This it sounds. I know too much about it, and oh. I've watched only ever watched two videos on YouTube. But these two videos, for I wasn't even paying attention. But it's just like it's my brain. The things that it retains, it retained these two videos um, almost word same. for word. But I can't, res- I can't remember what I did yesterday. I'm like, are you kidding me? But you talking about ham, and I just started thinking about this Iberico ham, where it's like dry age for X amount of year, like four or four or ten years, and it's just beautiful, like beautiful. It's it's the world's best ham. It's like the wagyu of ham. But um, yeah, no, this this course that you're saying, I'm fucking, I, I, you yeah, know, I'll probably definitely do it. Because I'll see if I'll see if I can I'm find it. I'm trying to do everything right, and I've, I've I wanted to do everything right, but in in a quick amount of time. Yeah, no, look, if, if I, I find it, hunting, we'll do it together. Yeah, but I want, yeah, don't that'd be sick. I want to go hunting like you know tomorrow, right? But again, it goes back to having the discipline, being patient, and doing it right. I want yeah, to do it all right. I've even actually kind of put down the bow. Like I haven't like. I yeah, take it. You don't. Yeah, I've noticed you haven't posted too many videos of you. Yeah, I mean, it. I'll shoot. I think I'll shoot once. At this point, I'll shoot once a week. I've just slowed it down, just because I don't want to not overwhelm myself with it. But I'm doing so many things at the same time that I'm just kind of like, I right, just chill, focus on one thing at a time. Yeah. I've figured out and I've done the archery, like the yeah, the archery aspect of it. I've got that down pretty good, and I'm pretty confident at 50, 60 meters. So I'm like, all right. Now focus on absolutely everything else that comes into picture. And once you've, once I, I told myself, once I've um applied for my eye license, my hunting license, bang, game over. Like back to the boat every single day, an hour a day minimum. But like, you know how to fire it. That's yeah. the main thing. You know what you're doing. I know what I'm hitting, yeah. what, what I'm aiming at. Yeah. I know my bow inside out. Like I'm very familiar with it. I've, I, I know my bow quite well now. Um, I'm fletching my own arrows, just 
really everything that comes to the archery part I've, 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 I think the only thing I don't have is a bow press and a, something and make my own strings otherwise I'd probably if I had a bow press and you had to make my own strings I'd probably do that too yeah. but for <laughs> now I've just kind of put it down for a minute and um, I know because I even if after a week of not shooting I notice how bad I get so I know not shooting right now is um is det- not detrimental. I'm losing out on accuracy and form and all that kind of stuff. Mm. I'm aware of that, but I'll get it back. I know. I, I mean, when I injured my... Um, what did I do? I did something where I couldn't work for like a week. So I didn't shoot the bow for like three weeks. Is that your wrist? Oh, I, was, yeah. I feel like it was something, yeah. I forgot what it was. But I stacked it. Yeah, it was your wrist. You were coming to my place, you were fucked up. Was coming your wrist? your place? Yeah, like your wrist... Shoulder, like yeah, to your elbow. Oh, I, I named everything, but the f- yeah, your elbow. elbow, yeah, it's up to anyway. So, um, I couldn't shoot for about three weeks. I would shoot one, two hours just to be like because I just to scratch the itch, but it made me realize very quickly as I was doing it, I'm just practicing terrible form. I'm not doing because my arm's injured, I was just trying to. You know, I was just shooting for the sake of shooting, but not with good form. And yeah. then, yeah, I I just put the bow down when I realized I'm not doing myself any favors. And then when I got better, I started shooting again, got my pra- like practice, started from scratch, practice again, got back up there. Now I know that I can do that, and I'm just kind of put it on hold, focused on really getting my body to where it needs to be to be able to go in, in and out, like go into the hunt and pack out with everything on it. And, um, yeah, learning how to camp and live off the land. Yeah. But, yeah. I'm fucking happy. I love it. I can't. I can't wait for that first hunt. But the whole journey's, and it's not just the hunting. I'm every well, aspect of my is life. Is there a hunting season? Like, is there yeah, a it's hunting over season? essentially. But in Australia, we hunt twenty four. I mean, three hundred sixty five days a year. There's no, like. I would have thought spring would be the. It just be be about the fifth of May is kind of. The, I think it was the end of uh, hunting season. Only it's. In Australia, so in, hunt, in America, they've got hunting seasons. You can only hunt at a specific time of the year for specific animals for a specific amount of time for that year. Like yeah. They've got like a th- one-month, three-month window of hunting. Yeah. In Australia, you can hunt 365. There is no season because it's not over. We're not over hunting and we've got like a... If anything, deer are, are pests. Not, yeah, they're, yeah, pests they're, yeah. they're pests here in Australia and they're, they're plentiful. They're, they're doing helicopter runs because there's so so many deer here in Australia, oh, okay. and it's, that's been a big big controversial because it's already hard enough for to get deer, and then, then the fucking just shooting them in helicopters it's like fuck me. Like, what it was like we have water buffalo in um, the Northern Territory. Yeah, Northern Territory. Yeah, but, but um, oh shit, sorry, where was I going there? Uh, pests. That's a deer. Yeah, well, I just love it. I don't know, I'm just going to say that. <laughs> I fucking love it. I, I completely went black there for a second. <laughs> nah, it's all yeah. good, man. Look, hey, I've appreciated this talk about hunting, man. Like, that's Thank what you. I want. I, this is literally the reason I got you on for the last show as well. And we didn't talk at all about hunting. Yeah. <laughs> so this time it's like kind of like the second part to that. Yeah. Um, sick. But yeah, man, no, I really appreciate you coming on, man. Nah, anytime, anytime. Yeah. Thank you. I love you. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.